the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Noel. I'm Jenny Buckler. And I'm Chris Heine. And we have some exciting things going on this week. As you may have seen, we've launched the pre-sale for the Cosmos uh, Tarot and Oracle deck. <laughs> Finally, it is, hooray! I know, it's so exciting. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it is the coolest, if I do say so myself, which I just said, <laughs> and I'm going to continue to to be excited about it. Um, it features 100 artists that have taken all of the 88 constellations in, in the night sky, as well as some astral bodies, the planets, and a lot of really cool um, otherworldly things, and put them all together in a project that's coming October 30th. Uh, so the show concept is really all about figuring out what the myths and the metaphors and the magic of all of the the night sky objects and how we have come to understand them, um, how we know them today. So, uh, if you want to pick up the project and you want to, uh, partake in the pre-sale, it's up there on our shop right now. It's shop.lightgrayartlab.com. It's a gilded tarot and Oracle deck. Uh, there's 78 tarot cards that have gold foil constellations and gilded edges. There are 22 Oracle cards, which feature planetary bodies and astral bodies, Again, um, with gold accents and gold edges. And then we've written a 150-page guidebook that, again, has every single piece of information you might want to know about what do these mean and where did this come from and, you know, what was the origin story of each one of these things. Um, And, of course, because it's interactive, you can actually lay out the cards. Um, There are a bunch of different spreads in there where you can understand what what a binary spread is or what a houses of the heavens spread is. And so if you want some insight from the cosmos, you can get some things to meditate on and some things to think about. It's really pretty fun. So um, that, of course, is comes in a rigid board box, uh, beautiful, shiny elements <laughs> all over it, just sparkling like the night sky. And so that's up right now, shop.lightgrayartlab.com. So um, help us support the project. And um, if you know anybody that enjoys that kind of thing, please spread the word for us. So um, over the next several bunch of weeks, next bunch of weeks, we have a really awesome project happening on our new blog, which you should follow. If you are currently um, subscribed to our RSSSSS feed, the RSS feed. Okay. <laughs> yep. Two S's. Yep. You can um, switch over your links. So um, our old blog uh, is still going to hang out there, but we're transitioning or transitioning everything over to lightgrayartlab.com slash blog. Right. So. Yep. And so when you say everything's going to hang out there, all the old stuff will hang out there. It's also present on the new blog, but with a different URL. So all the old links will work. Um, but going forward, it will no longer be updated. Yep. So the reason why we're doing that, of course, is to keep everything in the same place and make it easier for you guys to find the calls for art or any of the events or any of the other cool stuff that we're doing. So this project um, that you guys will see popping up on the new blog, likegrayartlab.com slash blog, uh, is previews of all of these constellations and astral bodies and planetary bodies. Yep, so we had a um, 100 artists participate in this project with us. Each one of them has taken on a different constellation or cosmic body um, and has made a really beautiful illustration that depicts like the concepts behind and the myths behind these pieces Um, and the content that goes along with that from the guidebook will all be sort of displayed as teasers um, on the blog and Facebook page and everywhere else so you guys can sort of get a sneak peek of what's in store uh, both for the 
for the deck and also for the exhibition that's coming October 30th. Yep, and so hopefully you guys can come out and see the exhibition itself. Uh, just like the, the Tarot and Oracle deck, we have an illuminated exhibition happening here. All of the 100 pieces will have fiber optics installed, and then we're recreating the night sky. So we'll lower the lights a little bit and let you guys see the twinkling atmosphere that we're creating. Um, we are so excited about it. So if you, again, can't make it out to Minneapolis on October 30th from 7 to 10 p.m., um, definitely check out the deck um, over on the shop. And, you know, if you like it, awesome. Maybe grab a copy if you know somebody else that like it. Um, feel free to share it for us. That would be really great. So, um, yeah, we're really excited about it. So can't wait. We'll keep you posted about all the cool stuff that's happening. But already, if you want to see some of the previews, definitely go to the new blog, lightgrayartlab.com slash blog, and you can see some of the stuff that is already popping up there, some of the content. So, yes, I'm so excited. So I know we have other things happening, Chris. Don't we have a game night? There is a game night. It's coming up on Thursday, September 10th. So that's this week. And I have been bad and not posted about it on the blog because we've been switching it over and I don't know where to post it yet, but I will post it on both. Um, and it's September 10th. And I think the theme will be uh, uh, you deserve a break because things have been slowing down a little bit. Cosmos has finally kicked out the door, although other things are starting. So maybe it's not slowing down, but um <laughs> But I feel like it has. I've been able to play some games lately and stuff. Um, so I think it will be games that are a little bit uh, relaxing. So maybe starting a farm. Oh, starting a farm sounds Maybe fun. taking a walk in the woods, searching for mushrooms. Games oh, that would be fun. Um, and that would be, well, yeah. Isn't so, Takedo a nice leisurely game? Yeah, maybe stroll down the coast of japan all sorts of different stuff and of course there'll be some exciting games for those people who want to get their blood flowing but maybe some cool <laughs> relaxing games too that's so funny yeah i need some relaxing games right about now oh man it uh do we have a couple other things happening or is that about we it? do um so right now we're in the process of interviewing and talking with everyone who applied to the 2016 iceland residency uh we want to thank everyone who did put their name in for the application process, we've had so many awesome people apply, and we're excited for planning the new year. Um, you can start to see some of the photos from our our recently past residency sort of popping up, both on the website and also on the blog. You'll sort of see some of our most interesting um, experiences there, and all the people that have been traveling with us also have been posting photos. So keep an eye out for that, and we'll be announcing all the artists that are traveling with us on September 30th. Yep. I'm really excited about that, too. There's a lot of stuff going on. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, well, we have been thinking a lot about the transitional situation here because up until just recently, we have been going full speed ahead on the same projects we've been working on for I don't even know how long. Six months? Or longer. Or longer. Way longer. <laughs> and it's, sometimes it's hard to know when you can just put something down and then restart on all those ideas that you've been kind of holding off on for a long time. I feel like in the last six months, I've had tons of things pop into my head, but I have to kind of push them to the side and be like, no, no, I gotta finish this thing first. It is really hard to do that for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I am sure, I don't know if you guys have the same thing, but if I, oh, 
Like, it's not like I want to procrastinate, but man, when you get excited about something, like, I will stop and look at plane tickets for no reason. <laughs> if, like, if I get a weird notification on my phone that all of a sudden, like, Travel Zoo's top 20 or something eBay shows up. and plane tickets, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, Anything. a plane ticket. And I'm like, what could I do with this? And that's usually how I Lindsay's get like, off let's track. crack down on work. We got to get through so much work today. And then I'll be like, okay, here I go. And then I'll turn around and start hacking or whatever. And then <laughs> I'll turn around and Lindsay's like looking at travel zoo and just being like we could go to rome for five dollars we could go to washington well, dc for three dollars i know well, sometimes and i was like what? we don't need to go to these places we need to get this work done and yeah she's like, yeah it's really hard and then you feel like all of a sudden you're like well if i don't do this right this second then, and then this is like all right back to work and then we go and then i turn around and she's like how many of these books should i buy off ebay a hundred or a thousand? Oh my gosh <laughs> really hard it's hard to get things done uh anyway but it's it is hard <laughs> it's hard when you you're like you know i just want to do something else for a change i like i appreciate every single project that we ever do but it's funny when you're in the thick of it all you can't even help it you can't help but think of the days when you could be doing something else and i think that's just people's creative nature do you do you agree or do you think that i am crazy um i mostly agree Really? I'm sitting there doing something, and if it's been going on for a while, I'm just like, man, this is cool and all. Yeah, you always want to move yeah. on to the next. I'm like, yeah, hey, I think what it's if? true. Yeah. I like to finish things, though. I like to get it done, and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, that's always good, too. But it's really hard to suppress like the urge to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it goes in spurts. You are really excited, and then after you work on it for a while, you're like, this is not exciting. But then if you make a breakthrough or something, then I like it the gets more exciting for a while again. And it does and get exciting. When you should wear a lab coat while you're working on stuff. You'd probably feel way cooler. Would I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll like, go on Eureka. eBay and I'll get myself a lab coat. I could probably get like a lot yeah. of them for six Good months. job, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> you could buy a hundred or like, a I brought a gross of like, lab coats. Chris, today on which eBay. one do you like better? This is <laughs> They've only, they're only slightly tainted. Oh, gross. Yeah. yeah. You get the semi-laundered version. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, I'll put that on my list. Let me write that down really quick. Lab coat. Okay. All She's right. writing it down for real. I don't know I why. I <laughs> I'm going to go look. There's probably some interesting thing about that. But, okay. So, I was thinking about this. And as I finished and, and put the, the Cosmos project out the door and sent it to the printer, I sat... No, okay. Well, at the moment I did that, I went to bed because it was four in the morning. <laughs> I was tired. But as I woke up... Um, you were still tired. I was still tired, and then I slept for a whole day. And then after <laughs> after that, after I woke from the dead, then I thought, now what? And all those ideas that I had had while I was working on the Cosmos had floated away somewhere, and it was really kind of a weird thing because I was thinking to myself like oh cool now I can do all the things that I wanted to do and then I thought about it and I was like I don't remember any of it now what do I do well this is awkward you know Mm -hmm. I finally have some free time and now what and and then I was thinking to myself well maybe I just had like the urge to do something interesting like I was like longing for that like I'm going to get it done attitude or that like, I'm going to tackle this crazy thing or whatever. But so you think you didn't have any real ideas. It was just like the idea of having an idea. Yeah. It was the idea of having an idea. Maybe you did. Maybe you should have written it down. I might've. Yeah. I I think 
when you are busy and you and you need to when when it's time to move on to the next thing, if you write things down, it would be a lot easier to start the next thing. It probably would. I'd probably Even realize for why. my free time. Oh yeah. I'm like making a list of like here's things like here's like media I want to consume or here is games I want to get to the table or here is games I want to play on my systems of whatever because that way when I do have time I don't have to like and I still do this but sometimes I'm like well I could do this or I could do that or I you know even if it's just free time I'm like I could watch this and then I don't do any of them because I just sit there and I'm like I can't decide yeah I'm no go deciding's hard <laughs> yeah well that, I mean and Jenny and I were talking about this right before we started the podcast you when you're inspired to do something you're usually doing something else. And so you'll get the spark and you're like, oh man, if I could just drop everything and do this, awesome. But then when you have nothing to do, it is really hard to get inspired. Yeah. It's really hard. And I was sitting there with no list, no notes, no any way to recall any of the stuff that I had been wanting to do. And I was like, well, geez, come on. And so I knew I was coming in today and having to talk about like, all of the upcoming show concepts. And so that's one thing that's really, it's always really interesting. Um, you know, we will have spurts where we just have ideas, 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 and we'll put out a bunch of calls for art. And then we are so busy that we can't think of new ideas for a little bit. And finally, when we do have that time, it's really hard to find a good idea. It is really mm -hmm. hard. And I sit there and I write lists and all that kind of stuff. So I was sitting there last night and I was thinking about, well, what's a, what's a cool idea? Like, <laughs> you know, that's the worst. That's the, you know, I got that feeling when I was in school too. I'd get a prompt and I'm like, I need to make a great piece of art. I'm excited to paint. And then I would sit there being like, well, all right, well, I got the painting excitement. Like I'm ready to make a thing, mm -hmm. but I have nothing to draw. And That's, yeah. it was the saddest because you're like, all right, now I'm just sitting here wasting time. The worst was when you knew you only had a little bit of time. And that's what I think is always really difficult about trying to force yourself to come up with some kind of like inspirational concept in a very limited amount of time. You're like, well, I want to do my, like, I want to do the best thing. You know, mm -hmm. you, you don't want to do like a weird version. And who just, was it who had a book or a page or a workshop where it was like, if you could only explore one theme for the rest of your career what would it be do you remember that it I was had it was some is that yours like that. yeah that was i think yours. so where i was like write five questions and right. these you well have that's to where yeah the okay it was forever. yours i thought yeah. maybe it was yours or lee's oh, somebody's yeah. was like that so yeah um on the iceland residency you did a workshop about concepting and, and kind of um yeah can you talk about that for a second so why yeah. did you ask wait before she that? talks about it i just want to say that if going doing jenny's thing that she's about to talk about is what you should keep in your pocket for the times where, you know, this was in a long time ago that you were thinking about a painting, but you would be able to be like, I want to paint something. And then you could open that book and look at the five topics you wrote down mm -hmm. that you could explore for the rest of your life and just be like, I'm going to explore this topic right now. And then at least you would have like something. And right. it, I don't think that it should be like a cat or something like that, but, right. but whatever the topic is, you could like have a seed for how you're going to explore that. And then right. you could start that. So, so the prompt was I had everyone take time and really this is something that should have more time than like what I gave everyone but to write down five questions of things they could pursue for the rest of their career so they should be in question format so it shouldn't be like I'm interested in a cat it should be 
what is interesting about a cat? Am or, I interested in a cat? Am I interested in a cat? Yeah. Or what is the most compelling character or something like that? So that when you don't have anything to work on, like addressing some of these questions, like they're things that can never be answered, you know, but it's like a, a subject that you can investigate and make things inspired by. And the cool thing is like there is infinite possibilities within like each question like if you said what is a compelling character like that you could answer forever um but it also like helps create series you know it helps create like a body of things that are inspired by that so you don't have to be like this painting has to do every single thing and talk about like characters and every aspect of a character you can like focus in and do something interesting within that, you know? I like that concept a lot more than trying to start from just topics to draw. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I think it's better than being like, I need a, you know, I think there's like random generators for doing artwork where it's like, what should I paint or whatever? Oh, yeah. And you can like kind of, a thousand things to draw or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or just like. Which uh, is good though. I mean, if you just want to do something fun, if I If you just like, want to like draw, yeah, just Or draw if you're anything. just a really clever person that just happens to come up with things like on the floor. But I think day, if you had you know? like this overall theme that you could always kind of like come back to and draw and you'd probably be able to build a body of work. That relates to each other on a different level than just being mm-hmm. like, I'm going to draw this today. I'm going to draw this character. Yeah, well, that's that's why I like that. And the reason why I like that is that I feel like you reanalyze a similar theme, or you're supposed to, you know, right. in theory, you're supposed to reanalyze this theme in different ways. One of the things that I really enjoy in conversation is like, I'm going to draw you a mental picture really quick. I like the idea of a, like, seed of a concept and then building a geodesic dome all the way around it with little things that are related but kind of on the fringe of whatever that is so you don't totally depart from it it's almost like you're hanging out on one of the little triangles of your geodesic dome by a string you're like tied to the core of it and you're slowly (laughs) making your way around this thing and making revolutions around this concept but you're never repeating the same thing because you've already built it you know um but what I like about that is that you're informed by the other stuff that you've done and you've got some history and you can kind of see what you already know. I'm sure there's some point where you complete your dome or your sphere or whatever and you're moving on to the next concept or a seed of an idea. But I like that in conversation mm-hmm. because you never really go off on a tangent. You just kind of stay in the same oh, area. Yeah. yeah, I've seen people draw maps like that too that are more... Um like a a line with dots on it but then if you imagine like an infinity an infinity line crossing over the line that you drew um and so you're like touching on things and thinking forward but also connecting backwards and so you're continuing to like make this forward motion yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about where you're just you're never like jumping so far away so last night was when i was sitting down um i had to start somewhere and so i wrote down I just wrote down a bunch of words and I happen to think a little bit more clearly with lists than I do. I don't know. Otherwise I, if I, you're right, Chris, if I don't write it down, I'm never going to remember it. But I sat there and I wrote on my delightful piece of pink paper that I'm holding right now. I wrote a big list of things that I like. And I was like, well, that's a fine place to start for a show topic. Cause if I have to spend a lot of time with it, you know, and I'll just be really honest, you know, anytime mm-hmm. you, facilitate a group project you also want to be engaged in the content so I sat there and I said what do I like or what am I interested in right now you know and the first things that I wrote were 
um, objects. The second things that I started to write were maybe more concepts. The third things that I wrote, and this is after watching David Attenborough for like, I don't even know, at least an hour and a half. I'm sitting there and I'm trying to think and it's really hard. The third set of things that I wrote had such limited connections, kind of like what I was talking about, to the original things I was writing. They weren't objects anymore and they weren't concepts. They were they were tied together by one thin thread to you know, an action or an experience that those other objects had given me. So for example, um, I have been fascinated with the concept of male art for forever. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea. And we've done a couple things like this. I love the idea of swaps. I love the idea of receiving something in the mail. I like, I, I don't know why it's so exciting, but there's both like an interactive nature to it and an exploratory nature to it and a collective nature to it. Like there's something so nice about swaps or mail art, you know, Mm -hmm. and it kind of encapsulates most of the feelings that I want when I think of like, I don't know, like a, like an interesting thing. Like what is interesting exploration and context and whatever, you know? And so for, for whatever reason, I was like, well, what fits within a, you know, one of those three concepts? And then my list started getting exciting because then Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it within the context of the experience. And so, um, I think that's really hard, especially when you're doing your own personal collection, which is why I like your idea of exploring one concept, um, and all of its iterations and trying to kind of expand upon it for yourself, you know, um, so that's where I was last night and things got a lot easier and suddenly I had these ideas that instead of just being a list of stuff I like and like to draw it became compelling on a learning experience kind of situation Mm -hmm. where I was looking at the topic and I was thinking I don't know everything about this and that's what makes it interesting now you know I could see this being fun to explore I could see this being fun to draw I could see this be you know fun to learn about and then it started getting to this list I actually cared about more interesting list yeah Yeah. so this is sort of um related to this but it reminded me of the way that you're sort of breaking down your list um the other day I was talking to a friend of mine who works in healthcare, and she was talking about how to know what the problem is or like when you don't know what the problem is breaking down so they have these like health conferences where they have all the doctors come into one room so it's this big brainstorm to try and figure out like what the best solution is or what the best like problem solving thing is. And they go through like, let's talk about the skin. Let's talk about everything that's going on, what we see, what we think. Let's talk about the brain, everything we see and we think. And so like breaking it down into very specific groups when you're talking about like, what's the format? What's the object? What is the like subject? And separating it out like that, I think there's a lot more content and you can like see clearly what the problem is, you know? I think in a lot of our brainstorms, we have almost that like, it's almost like little piles of pieces of paper. It's not really, but we'll have like a pile of subjects and a pile of objects and a pile Mm -hmm. of whatever and then we're just trying to mush them together until they turn into some kind of interesting combo right and I think it's the comparison between those things that always is like oh I could see how this could be something and what if and then it's a lot easier to jump off of that um so 
before I did this list, I was super depressed. I came downstairs and Chris was playing a game. Um, and I had just thought to myself, I had an idea. Okay. I had an idea at nine at night that I, I was a hundred percent sure I was going to release a call for art. And I, uh, wrote an email, thought about the timing and thought to myself, this is probably not going to work. And I went downstairs and I was like, Chris. And then I noticed he was on Skype and I went, hmm. and then I <laughs> deflated into a puddle and then poured myself up the stairs back into my seat. And then I sat there and I was like, well, now what? That is, I need something else. And it was, it was just one of those things where I was like, where is my, where is my inspiration? Where is my good ideas? How come I can't do this? Why can't I figure this out? What is happening? You know, and I went through this big spiral of like, you know, how am I supposed to come up with something? And I for real have like two days, you know, I have Mm -hmm. two days. I have two days. Probably by the time this podcast goes out, this idea that I was thinking about will be published as a call for art. You know, I have all these things that we've talked about in the past, just hanging out in, you know, the ether. Maybe I'll pull from one of those. Maybe I'll smash it into something else. But I was sitting there thinking like, oh God, now I have a minute to do this. So eventually, you know, I came up with a bunch of ideas, but you know, when you're in that moment and you're like, how am I going to get this done? You know, Mm -hmm. does that ever happen to you guys? Or do you have any thoughts about how a person can kind of get over that? Like, say you had a, a, a deadline, Chris, and somebody asked you for a ton of work and you're excited about having the project and you want to get to work. You just don't know what you're going to do. You have no ideas and you want to impress a client. You have no idea of what the next step is. What's your approach to figuring out how to make something good? Um, I just, I guess, start making something. Making um, anything? Yeah. I mean, I, forward momentum is better than no momentum. Um, do you do you plan, you it's mean? Like or do you actually just start drawing and then you're like, whatever comes drawing out? Drawing or writing. I mean, usually our projects for client work or whatever don't start just by drawing. They start by like doing some research or something like that. So yeah. um, a lot of times I'll start with that. But yeah, starting with drawing, it's kind of, I think, it, you know, if you're a writer, you're just supposed to write um, and then you can go back through and edit it later. And as long as you're writing... I mean, to a point, I mean, if you were a super professional, you probably wouldn't be doing this, but you just write something and then you go back and, and edit it. And when there's like limitless possibilities, uh, doing something at least gets your, your feet for lack of a better word, moving in a direction. Um, and then you can course correct as you go, but, um, and that's how you prefer to do it. You prefer to just start and then just be like, well, oh yeah. Cause then you can think of something better. At least you have something to compare it to. Yeah, because if I sit there and I say, you know, like, mm, what's going to be the best thing? What's going to, you know, yeah. what's going to be the best thing? Then um, I don't know. It, I just, I don't know if there is a best thing. So it's kind of, yeah, just, I was just, just curious start about moving in a certain direction. Your, yeah, your approach, because I'm sure yours is different. I mean, what do you do? Do you make lists? Do you like just make a thing? Yeah, I feel like that problem of like not knowing what to draw or not knowing what's next is very common and like it happens all the time. I was actually thinking about grant writing. Like last year we did a proposal for a project, a personal project that you wanted to do pursue for the next year. 
And the hard thing about that is you're not only talking about like the gap between the application and getting the funds and also making the thing. And I always freeze up when I'm writing a personal one because I'm like, man, that's so far away. How do I know what I want to do that far in advance? Like that's too hard to even comprehend. But you kind of wish you had an idea first. Yeah, like I wish I had a solid. Right, right. I wish I was like ah, I got this awesome idea. How can I fund it? Versus like, there's a grant here. What could I do that like applies to all the rules of the grant? And I'll ask you about that in a second. Don't let me forget because I feel like there's two camps of people, people that have ideas that just need funding. And then there are other people that know there's funding and know they could probably come up with a good idea. So let's talk about that in a second. Before you go there, I want to go back and say, um, I guess I don't start randomly. Uh, What I a lot of times will do is I'll think, and this goes back to that list we were talking about before, I'll think about or I'll look around until I see something that is exciting or inspiring kind of. And then maybe that is like, this is going to be about this elegance in form or or it's going to be about this fun, you know, patterning or something like that. And then, and then I'll have like a nugget of something that this project is going to be about. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like my weird sphere concept mm-hmm. geodesic dome moment thing that i was saying yeah and and actually it kind of like in the last week we've been talking about brainstorming and i have like been cranking on this game again the next game that we may or may not do at some point mm-hmm. um which is a board game and i worked on it a bunch and i probably have at this point I just transferred all my documents because I, I uh, when I get inspired, I'll actually take out my phone, even if I'm on a run or something like that, and I will just record and like say random string of consciousness about the thoughts I'm having, and then I'll translate that later um, into something, and I'll probably have like, I don't know, 10 or 15 games or something. Um, but I, Lindsay and I were playing Forbidden Island, which is this really simple but really clever little game, um, and it's so simple but every time I play it, I'm just like, man, like it's so tightly designed. It's so simple, but it's so, I don't know, it's so good. And so when I thought about that, I was like, the game I'm making is too complex yeah. and it's still more complicated than this game. But um, so I, I basically picked up my thing and said, what can I do to simplify? What can I do to make the design more elegant? What can I do to take any fussiness out? How can I make it just a really more streamlined approach? And then having that thread or that, that goal as my goal, Mm -hmm. like opened a floodgate. And I just, I spent literally two days where all I was doing was writing, like not even just writing like ideas, but actually like making like every single piece of the game so now I have like a hundred components or, you know, all the cards written and all the rules written and, you know, they're all yeah. really rough and bad or whatever. But, um, but just having that one idea to focus on where I was like, this is now about making this simpler and, you know, like really narrowing down the, the core mechanic and then focusing on that and kind of getting rid of anything that doesn't support that. So it was something where just having that one idea just opened a floodgate. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I think, you know, for anything, if, if you, you know, if I was doing a collection of children's melamine or something like that, you know, you probably could look and say like, this one is going to be about this and you can do a whole collection just based on that one idea and yeah. it can come out a lot faster than if you're just like, I don't know what, what would be cool on this plate. 
It's but I'm it's still hard. Call. I mean, it's still yeah, it's still hard. But yeah, but it it's nice to have that like I don't know lighthouse in the distance to kind of like guide you. I guess. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean. I always need a sounding board and I'll talk about that in just a second. But so you were talking, Jenny, about how you come up with your inspiration. It's hard. It is hard. It's really hard. I feel like most of the time I am doing a lot of writing up front. Do like you free write or what are you doing when you're writing? Um, are you just like free writing? I used to have a lot more time for reading and stuff like that. And that influenced like I would read a lot of theory based stuff and that was really inspiring um, but free writing, I think seeing the words on paper makes a huge difference and you can like see two words on the same paper and it like makes sense together. It's the same thing with like making your list of concepts. You sort of like see a pair that works really nicely together. Um, so a lot of the time I'll do that. But the funny thing is I feel like I am more inspired after like Chris was saying, like just jumping into it and then you realize what you should be doing instead or you like see something nice that's happening. Don't you ever feel like you're wasting your time though? Uh, like you started or you're, you've got, you like put all your paint down and you're like, that was expensive. And then you, <laughs> you like sometimes, look at it I and you're know. like, what am I doing? Why isn't this perfect right this second? Because that's how I feel every day of my life. Yeah. Oh, I think you it know? depends. Like if, if it has a function of a place it's going or if you're like I have two days then yes it does feel like a waste if you're just playing around but I feel like the coolest things come when you're playing around you know yeah I mean I feel like it was a waste kind of I guess but it I don't feel like it in a curse the heavens kind of way I'm just like sometimes I'll draw something and I'll be like oh that's no good you don't feel like you need to curse the heavens? I feel like I am crushed when I draw something I mean, it, stupid. If I, like Jenna said, if I do have a deadline or if it is for something, then I feel horrible. But if I, I don't, I mean, I don't share a lot, I guess, with like social media or something like that. So I don't yeah. feel the need to be like, I need to post something. So this better turn out. So right. I'm usually of, comparing it to the lack of free time I have. And I say, oh, I wasted it. I wasted my 20 minutes that I just I had. don't know. I don't think it's a waste. I mean, I don't Really? Know. And I'm like, look at this stupid drawing. Like, how did this even come out of my hand? What did, the, <laughs> what did I just do? You know, because you, you like, you sit there longing for a moment to do an interesting project and you start drawing and then all of a sudden it's just Poop. not. Yeah, it's just poopy. And then you're like, well, I made this dumb thing. How come this wasn't the coolest thing ever? You know, like I've been holding up this reserve of emotional like excitement to do something awesome and what came out was dumb <laughs> you know yeah. does that ever like well I think like I don't know free sketching like that I don't think you should hold yourself that accountable you said recently easy, you yeah know? but you said recently like it doesn't work unless I plan it and so you should just know that a free sketch is just a sketch yeah there's there is like a there there are some ways that I when I do sketch um I don't feel as bad if the sketch is bad. <laughs> but I think usually when I have decided it is, and this is the thing, it's a mental decision for me. And I'd love to hear from anybody else that deals with this too. I have to, I have to go into it being like, this doesn't matter. Because if I do that, then I'm more likely to come up with something fun than if I'm like, everything is riding on these next two days. If I don't put a good thing out and if, 
people don't like it. I'm going to be a failure. And then I'm just going to bury myself in the sand somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Um, I think, and it's funny. I, I feel the same pressure with client work or, um, show concepts or, uh, personal work. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel held to a, like, like shouldn't, I like I shouldn't get any worse. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, this is a new idea. It's gotta be either up from wherever I was going or at least as decent. But if it goes backwards, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't like, okay. So artwork doesn't go like, you're not stepping on stairs. You're not like every single that's thing I make is better be. than the last one. You think so, that's how it works? No, no. So, okay. <laughs> so here's what I think. I think that in my rational me understands how artwork works and you just make stuff. And sometimes you get a good one. Sometimes you have one that doesn't even matter. But the emotional me doesn't agree with the rational me. <laughs> and the emotional me gets depressed when I make something that looks stupid. And I can't, if I can't feel proud of it, I feel like I've wasted my time. It is so hard to let go of that feeling sometimes. I think when you feel like you want to be productive or you want to prove that you can make something or, or you want to make yourself happy, you know what I mean? It is, I know it's different for everybody, but that's definitely something that um, when I think about like, like, yeah, you don't just run forward all day. Like that's just, I mean, you would like to think that that's how that works. I would mm-hmm. like to think that that's how that works. You know, you're like, oh, I did something that just added to my something. I don't even know what that means, but uh, I don't know where that pressure comes from. I feel like you guys don't get it at all when you make something and you make it and it's like mediocre do you are you like i'm regressing <laughs> regressing back to my uh, high school art like what happened here not high school art That's but you know weird. what i'm saying yeah when you no, make I something do. you're like well like where'd that come from yeah and no like, i mean i oh, guess God. it is depressing sometimes but i think having like a good i don't know attitude i guess based on it i mean i had this experience Earlier this week, we had we were finishing up the Cosmos project, finishing up a bunch of stuff that we've been working on. We've been out of the country for a while. Like, we haven't had a lot of time to do anything. And so the first week being back, I was like, ah, I got to clean my house, got to do whatever. And then Tuesday happened, and I was like, what do I do now? Like, what, what do I do now? We're finishing these projects. We're moving on to something new. And I had that same feeling. Panic? Kind of. And I was like, well, I know I want to work on editing these Iceland photos. And I know I have some like professional stuff stuff. to work through. Yeah. And like figure some stuff out. Um, But I had the same feeling of like, I haven't, besides sketching, I haven't worked on a finished piece of art in a while. And I need to do something. And so I ended up picking up um, a book that I had but when we were in Portland last year at Icon, I picked up Lisa Congdon's uh, type book, which was really nice. So it's like inspirational quotes. And as cheesy as it is to be like, I need to be inspired. I'm going to look at some nice <laughs> quotes. It was actually really nice. And one of the things that I most resonated with was Jack London's quote about like, you can't or you can't wait for inspiration. You have to go after it with a club. And I, I really like that idea of inspiration not just like falling on top of your lap or it just spilling out of you you have to go after it and make sure it happens you know 
Do you feel like it's just a sense of perspective then? It's like somebody making something and like, no matter, like in my case, if I'm super nervous about it and I feel like I'm regressing and I make a thing, right? Um, Like I always think, I always, when I'm in that mode, I try and think of it in the terms of like, if nobody knew anything I had ever done ever and it's the first thing they saw, how would they feel about it? And sometimes it makes me feel better. Because sometimes it makes me feel like it's not a comparison of how I'm doing as a person. You know what I mean? It's more like, does this thing hold its own? Is it like, if it is simple and contained and it works, is it interesting? And is that enough? And and maybe it's enough. Yeah, I think, I mean, you are similar to me as well that like everything you do is different and you can kind of be a chameleon in sorts or whatever. So I don't really ever think of comparing a lot of things that I do with other things. Um, as far as feeling like that though, I, maybe this is the difference between me and you. I have always thought it, I am an inevitable failure in life. <laughs> like ever since I was a little kid, I was like, well, I'm never going to be successful. So the best I can do is try my hardest. <laughs> and whatever so anything i do i do with the assumption i'm going to fail at it a few times so that's why if i take photos i take a lot of photos because if i take a lot of them chances are pretty good that some of them are going to be okay and if i um and when i talk about recording music or whatever if i can if i can do it on my own schedule and just like i don't need to play the piano perfectly if i can do it once that's all I need because then I have it recorded and I can do whatever, what I want with it behind the scenes. But if I was performing, I would have to be able to execute on it every single time. And that's why I would never draw in public because I'm not consistent enough at anything to be able to guarantee that every time I sit down, something great is going to happen. So in that way, I guess maybe I just feel differently than you because I don't expect something amazing to happen every single time I sit down. No, I, I, I don't expect it. I expect it. the opposite. I would, <laughs> I would really like it. And I'm also crushed when it doesn't happen. <laughs> right. And I'm not, I'm, I'm more like, like, oh yeah, anything... that's about right. Okay. <laughs> I'll try again, you know, but well, this I... one is for the books. Well, maybe that's a better way to think about it. I can't tell. I don't know. Like having can... low expectations and being pleasantly surprised. And then you have high expectations and you're and like, I'm crushed all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That basically is what it is. I have high expectations and then I'm just like constantly. I don't know. When you guys were a kid, did you feel like the sky was the limit or you were uh, going to barely survive? Yeah. I, no, felt, I like felt like the like... sky was a mystery. Maybe it was because of my weird <laughs> careers or whatever. But when I was working in the tobacco fields in fourth grade, I was just like, I am, I should be lucky I have this because this may be all I have. See, that's an awesome perspective, though. I feel like that's the way that all all parents like hope their kids grow up to like be grateful for anything that they have at all. And I think that that is good. I mean, I think that's good. I think that's a nice, I don't know, you know, be grateful mm-hmm. for what you've got. I should remember that next time I'm feeling like a turd. So <laughs> it's like, but man, does it not stop? sometimes you know it's like no matter how like how like like fun or how much fun you had the last time or like how proud of yourself you might have been for the last project you would think that would carry over you know what I mean you would think that would just keep you on some sort of like invincible high for a little bit but uh I've yet to see if that ever will happen but you know I think 
I think it's interesting to think about. I mean, it does make me, it does make me work harder to try and figure out what that thing is that's going to make me feel like I'm doing something worthwhile. I'll tell you that. I mean, if I wasn't, it's funny. I spent a lot of time on the Cosmos book, and I was talking. I was, I was, I was not talking unless I was talking to myself, <laughs> sitting in a room by myself. But as I was going through all of the um, astrological symbols and rereading them over and over and over again. It was really interesting because I think with any of that stuff, whether you believe that it makes a difference in your daily life or not, I think it's interesting to read the one that is yours and reflect upon whatever that's supposed to be. And what mine says is I constantly go through critiques, but a lot of people supposedly that share my thing, which I'm a Pisces, um, a lot of people that share the Pisces zodiac sign are empowered by trying to not suck. <laughs> you know, it's like very rarely is it crushing. Like you go through your like period of critique and then you try and make something better out of it. You know, you have to know what you've done wrong so that the next time you can do it better. And I think that that in some ways is really empowering for me. Um, which is probably why I critique every single thing that ever happens, ever. So Jenny's shaking her head in a positive manner. She's yes. like, yes, you do. Yes. But but I I mean, I, I kind of like that because I kind of like accept where it might have been weird. And then I know I'm like, all right, then that was that. And then I can just move forward with my projects or my whatever, my whatever's going on. So I think what it means is just basically, I'm sure every single person has a different way of dealing with inspiration or finding inspiration or battling through things to try and make something cool, maybe, you know, or whatever. But um, I thought about it a lot this weekend as I was sitting there and my deadlines are approaching and I was like, oh man, got to do something cool. So that's, that's where my head is at. And so after all is said and done, after all of the thought and all the David Attenborough documentaries, you know, by the way, I like watching him so much because his hair is always a mess and he's always five inches from a bird or something. It's like your life goals. It is my life goals. My hair is a mess and I'm five inches away from a bird at all times. And so I was, I was sitting there and watching all these things and I was like, you know, I feel better for sitting here and battling it out. That's the thing. It's like I didn't just go upstairs after you know, after being depressed for a second and just sat there, um, I took out my notebook and I was like, well, I have to do it. I like, I have to figure it out. And at least that, and it worked, you know, and I felt pretty, pretty good. By the time I went to bed at three thirty in the morning, I felt pretty good about whatever I had on this pink piece of paper. Yeah. And I think that's probably the difference between people who make a lot of stuff happen and who's not. It's like some people would if they feel like that, then they just are like, well, I'm done for today and then go to bed or something. Yeah, no, I felt I felt better. I was like, I can't just go to bed like this. Like, I can't just go upstairs and feel like something's not going to work. So I feel I feel a lot better. And I actually feel like I've got some really good ideas. And I'm actually really, I don't know, I dug myself out of my weird hole for a second, which is really good. It's always nice to have notes, too. And then you you feel like, I don't know what's in there. There's a bunch of stuff in there and I can... 
dig through that pile. Yeah, and I did dig through it, and I'm excited about it. I, I think I have like six new concepts that might be actually really awesome. So as we lead into this next week, if all goes well, by the time that this podcast actually hits here, you might see the fruits of my labors here. Um, and so that'll be really awesome. I, I'm super excited about it. Uh, and I think I'm just going to keep going from here. So I don't know. But So if they want to check out and see if anything... <laughs> yeah, if you want to check out and see if I actually did my job, you can. Go where, Chris? You can now go to lightgrayartlab.com slash blog. Yes, and please, please, if you were stuck on your RSS feed situation... I don't know if anybody does that. I might be the only person who still does If you does were RSS. the only other person in the world that gets an RSS feed, change it up to make sure that you're now getting the new one. Um, of course, we'll always link to the new blog, too, so you can see it. But um, again, calls for art and information will all be up there. It's right on our main page of our website, so yeah, you can't also, miss it. Yeah, also, if you had a... Um a post or something you might have linked to if we did an artist interview about you or you just had a link to something on our website it will still exist on the blog but if you wanted it to be the newest coolest link you could go find the exact same post on the new blog and then update that url because um that way people would be going to a non-defunct website so oh well either way <laughs> <laughs> either way it'll still be there yeah. so um that's about it for today except for where else can people well you can email us at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com you can like i said find our blog lightgrayartlab.com slash blog you can find us on facebook give us a like there and i think that will keep you up to date it, once you like something it just shows the post right i don't know how facebook works yeah facebook's a mystery but uh you can also follow us on twitter at Light Gray Art Lab. You can um, subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store, stream it directly on Stitcher Radio. Also, I always forget this one for some reason, but you can find us on Tumblr and follow us there because we retumble a lot of the cool art that we see and, and we also post a lot of stuff on there. It's, we do. The, the Tumblr, by the way, before Chris tells you what it is, um, again, we'll have all of the content that's hanging out on the blog. So if you are a Tumblr person and you prefer to look at your stuff on there, all of those awesome artist snippets from the Cosmos show, um, all the meanings of each one of the constellations that we're going to be posting are all going to be up there on Tumblr yeah. also. And that's one of the reasons that we're kind of switching over is to get more cohesion between all these platforms right? easier to find yeah yeah so that is in case you were waiting for this link lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com yeah and so last final announcement we finally have an instagram account well, <laughs> after instagram 40 dumb. years yeah so now we are just light gray art lab on instagram so if if you are an artist that has participated with us we'll send out a newsletter to try and find you guys if you want to make it easy on us um feel free to follow us we'll follow you back we're going to be posting past artwork we're going to be featuring people's snippets from the cosmos show all the upcoming stuff including process finally you'll get to see the things that are happening behind the scenes because it's way easier um, I think to get that on Instagram too. So lots of the stuff that we're doing in secret over here, we'll be posting on Instagram. So just like gray art lab on Instagram and, um, we'll follow you back and stuff like that. So thanks so much you guys, um, for listening to our conversation today and we'll talk with you soon. Bye.